Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you grow your marriage one Monday at a time. Probably for the last time, I'll say thank you to everybody for just what you've done in making um, Speaking from the Shadows such a great book launch. That's my third book. It has been just the best launch that I have ever had out of all three books. So thank you all for just pouring into this project. Thank you, thank you to everybody who has not just bought the book, but bought the book for other people and has passed on the word on how to get hope for their depression. Thank you again. Today we're going to talk about disappointment. We're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of disappointment because whether you realize it or not, every single one of us deals with it. In fact, when I do premarital counseling, one of the the questions or statements on the assessment is, I expect my marriage will be disappointing or frustrating. And many people, many people will put disagree. And when I ask them why, they will say, well, I don't want to speak that over my marriage. I don't want to think that I'm going to be disappointed in my spouse or my marriage. But there's a reality at play here is that you're marrying a human being and you're a human being. And when you get two human beings together, you're going to have disappointment. Why? Because you're not marrying the same individual as yourself. You're marrying somebody different. You're marrying the opposite sex who's coming from perhaps an opposite style family or a different family background. My my wife and I are prime examples. We both came from some solid Christian homes, had a really good upbringing, but very diverse styles of parenting and how the house was kept, how the house was managed and operated. We just came from opposite ends of life, and that's okay. But when you get that happening, you're going to invite disappointment. So today, what I want to do is give you a rundown of the do's and don'ts of disappointment. So first of all, when you're disappointed in your spouse, here's what I want you to do is reflect on your own role in your feelings of disappointment. Listen, disappointment usually stems from unmet expectations. And when you take time to reflect on your own role in the disappointment, what you do is you're assessing whether or not your expectations might be just fueling, might be driving the disappointment. So you got to ask yourself questions. Were my expectations unrealistic? Were they too high? Were they unclear? Now, some of you are thinking, well, no, I was clear. I know I was clear. How many of us know that there are times that we know in our brains that we were clear, but the person we were talking to, whether it's a friend, a coworker, a boss, or even our spouse, that it didn't come out clear to them? And so we have to try to assess and we have to be willing to take responsibility for any things that might have been miscommunicated or misunderstood or just not verbalized well so that a person can fully understand the realistic expectation. Now, you might say, well, I'm still disappointed. I'm here to say that's okay. You can't control your feelings, but you can control what you are fixating on, and you can control how you can adjust your expectations for the future so they can help skirt or avoid disappointment. So again, do reflect on your own role, but here we go. Don't bottle up your frustration. We've got the do. Now we need the don't. Don't bottle it up. Why? Because frustration that is bottled up turns to resentment. Resentment turns into unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is the rust of relationships. It will corrode your relationship. And so what we've got to do is we've got to realize that deep inside, we've got to make a decision that simply says that I'm going to communicate my feelings respectfully. I'm going to go into things with the mindset of sharing my perspective instead of blaming and attacking. And I'm going to keep in mind that I'm going to share my feelings, but that doesn't mean that I don't also own up to how I might have contributed to the problem. When you're disappointed in your spouse, we've got to get to the place where we not just can verbalize how we're feeling, but we also we also take time to own exactly what we might have done to contribute to the issue at hand. 
Well, what happens when your spouse is disappointed in you? Here's the do's and don'ts here. Number one, do acknowledge their feelings. Acknowledge their feelings. Even though it's likely that you had no intention of letting them down, you didn't do this viciously, you didn't do this intentionally, their feelings are very real. So you've got to step back from the situation and you need to try to empathize with maybe the pain, the frustration that you that you might have caused. Now, this is what I've said for years. Unzip your spouse from their head to their heels, slip inside their world, and take this empathetic approach. Look at the world through their eyes because it will help you to understand them and not just understand them, but it will actually develop a team mindset because when your spouse sees that you are stepping into empathy and you are not just entertaining empathy, but you're exercising it, you feel like a team and you get into this mode where we've got we've got this done. We can get through this because we are together as opposed to it's me versus you dynamic. So do acknowledge their feelings, but don't get immediately defensive. That's what you don't do when your spouse is disappointed in you is get immediately defensive. Now it's natural. It's just a natural instinct, this natural inclination within all of us to protect ourselves when we are confronted with the fact that we may have been wrong or we have fallen short. I'm here to say that if you can never be wrong, then the problem isn't your spouse. The problem is there's the narcissistic tendency that you have that has to be dealt with. And so when you fall into short, try not to lash out, try not to shift blame at this automated response. Instead, hear out what your spouse has to say. Focus on sharing your perspective using like I statements and take responsibility for anything for which you might have contributed to the situation itself. You might say things like, I hear that you're disappointed. I didn't realize that you had planned to relax together this weekend and I made plans without talking with you. I should have checked in before making those other plans. Look at those I statements. We're not going into blame. We're reflecting, we're owning, and we're verbalizing it so that our spouse hears where our heart is at. Well, what about this? What if you're disappointed in yourself? For years, I've dealt with couples for which this is affecting the relationship, this is affecting the marriage. So what happens if you're disappointed in your spouse? Here's your do. Do share your struggles with your spouse. Share your struggles. Even if that self-disappointment stems from something that's happened in the marriage, working through it together is better than trying to navigate it alone. You might find that they might be struggling with guilt over the same situation and maybe the way that was handled, what happened between the two of you, and the two of you may be able to just kind of ease each other's minds and to help each other to work forward. When you share your struggles with your spouse, it's not that you're giving him or her ammo to attack you with. It's helping to share that you are human. And there might be this breath of relief that your spouse feels when they hear that because it's like, okay, they've let their guard down. I can let my guard down. There's something about vulnerability that helps bring people closer together. So do share your struggles, but don't expect perfection. Sometimes we expect perfection in others, and it usually stems from the fact that we pers- we expect perfection in ourselves. And sometimes we have this tendency to be our own worst critic. I mean, remember, everybody makes mistakes, everybody, including yourself. And so while reflecting on the past, instead of beating yourself up, find ways to learn and grow. So just simply dwelling on how you messed up. Uh, Listen, I I believe in remembering and learning, but dwelling on it is a different story. I can step into a puddle and I can look back and reflect, okay, my foot is wet. I don't want to do that again. And that's different than I'm going to go stand in the puddle. 
I'm just going to keep soaking in the mistake. I don't want to soak in the mistake. I want to learn from it. I want to grow from it. I want to get better from the moment. You can't always change what's happened, but you can choose to learn from the situation and to move on in a productive way. I'm here to say, listen, disappointment's going to happen. It happens to all of us. When you have one imperfect human being that marries another imperfect human being, it doesn't equal a perfect human. It's just, it equals marriage. And you have to learn how to work through things together. You need to learn how to respond to things together, especially in the area of disappointment. So this week, would you just have a conversation just with your spouse about the idea of disappointment? Ask each other, how do we respond? How about this? How do you see me responding when it comes to disappointment? Am I easy to work with when I have disappointed you or if you have disappointed me? How do I respond when I'm disappointed in myself? Ask those questions if you're brave enough to hear real answers. Because if you can get that conversation out, not only are you inviting your spouse into the vulnerability of your life, but you're inviting them to be a part of a marriage issue for which you are a part of. And the two become one and we work together to see a greater marriage grow. That's all I've got. Love y'all. Have a great Marriage Monday and we will see you next week.